backwards to Paul. Just in case you missed it, we are going backwards through the Bible. To date, we have completed the books of Revelation, as well as Jude, the three letters of John, the two letters of Peter, James, and Hebrews. Thus before us now are the letters of Paul, most of which tie in with the book of Acts. In the distant future are the three Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We considered the Gospel of John quite a few months ago, and those podcasts are still available if you go back far enough. In the even more distant future, we hope to study the Old Testament, concluding the whole series with Genesis 1, verse 1. That's the plan, unless the Lord returns, in which case he will become the teacher, and he will be in person, in heaven. Hope you make it. Today we hope to deal with a few technicalities that may have already occurred to you, and if not, they may well snag you in the weeks to come, and then perhaps not. Some people assume that because the books we have already considered are near the end of the Bible, they probably were the last books written. But that's not necessarily the case. I must admit that the exact time they were written is often debated by Bible scholars, as are the dates of many of Paul's letters. That's just the way it is. But with the help of all the Bible scholars, it is possible to make good estimates of when some of the books were written. Why is that important? Because the Bible has a lot of topics that are addressed repeatedly, and knowing when a book was written may help you see where a specific text from a book should be located in time. Is it even before the discussion really began? Or is it in the middle? Or is it near the end? Or even after that discussion was held in Bible times? It helps to know. When we get to Paul's letters, if we know the dates of various letters, we can begin to see where they fit into the uh, the book of Acts. Dates are important, especially if you don't have many like me. (laughs) It helps to have a reference point or several of them for early history. First, when was Jesus born? A rough estimate is about 5 BC, give or take a couple of years. They didn't have modern calendars back then, but we do know that the killing of the babies ordered by Herod took place about two years after Jesus was born. Herod had all of those babies in Bethlehem killed that were under age two, which suggests that the wise men notified him of when Jesus was born. In other words, two years before. So that's a key reference point. Another reference point is when Jerusalem fell and the temple was destroyed. These are mentioned a number of times in the New Testament. This took place about the year 68 to about the year 70. These dates are not only important for these two events, but also for trying to figure out when Paul died, which was about the year 68. That was also about the time Hebrews was probably written. 
The argument goes that the temple, which is destroyed in detail in Hebrews, probably would not have been described if it had been destroyed at that point. But some counter that it might be the heavenly temple being described. Now that's how these dialogues between theologians go when it comes to coming up with dates for things in the Bible. The third reference point for dating events in the first century is when all of the books of the Bible were completed. Most theologians say that was about the year 95, with the final book being Revelation. There are good reasons to conclude that, but I really don't want this podcast to get that boring, so I won't go into them. But Revelation is an interesting case because, as we said several weeks ago, Revelation may have been written in two phases. The early phase, perhaps in the 60s, describes the fall of the temple and the destruction of Jerusalem, written by John the Revelator. The second phase foretold the end of the world, written about the year 95. But that is by no means a certainty. Some Bible scholars argue for the first date and others for the second date, and a few of us see the possibility of a first edition with the fall of Jerusalem and a second edition that adds the end of the world. Now, when where does one end and the other begin? I don't think anyone knows, and it's possible that the two are all mixed up together. As the question of Jesus about this seems a bit mixed as well, he asked, When will these things take place, and what are the signs of the end? Two questions, which received two different answers. But again, no one is certain where the first answer ends and the second answer begins. So, were any of these last books of the Bible written during the lifetime of Paul? Yes, some parts of Revelation may have been written before the fall of Jerusalem, and thus probably during the life of Paul. But not everyone affirms that. So make that a qualified yes. First and Second Peter were probably written in the 60s. It seems like everything happened in the 60s. Woodstock, for example. Sorry. Jude was probably written in the 60s, um, the Bible 60s, not the Woodstock 60s. <laughs> but when we get to Paul's books, things get a bit more complicated. We have to infer dates from the content of his letters and what the book of Acts says. And sometimes Acts doesn't tell us enough to make a strong conclusion. Or the letter doesn't have enough detail to help us determine when it was written. Even though these problems come up regularly, Bible scholars try to tell us where these books were written as well as who they were written to. Actually, the last thing is pretty easy, since many of the books list their initial readers in the title. For example, Galatians was written to the people who lived in Galatia. But even that's not a perfect solution because there would be different dates for Galatians, depending upon whether it was written to the northern Galatians or if it was written to the southern Galatians. And there are good theologians on both sides. 
I'm going to go off on a limb and say I think it was written to the southern Galatians, which could mean that it was written about the year 48. Seems pretty clear, doesn't it? But there are some (laughs) who believe it was written to the southern Galatians, but they say it was written later on. Hmm. Okay. So, the point is, that we will try to match up the letters of Paul with the events that surround that writing, which are described in Acts and sometimes in other letters. I'm relying on a number of books by theologians to make this effort. But keep in mind, I could be wrong. I will try to stay with the consensus of Bible scholars, and if there is no consensus, I'll try to follow the consensus of conservative Bible scholars. And if there still is no consensus, I may say give or take a few years. Or I may even say I don't know. And if I do, then I really don't know. That's why I study Bible scholars on such things, and a lot of other things too. Since we're going backwards through the Bible, I thought a good way to begin Paul's letters is to tell you about the end of his life. If you have read Acts, you will find that Luke sort of leaves you up in the air about this. And that's probably because Luke wrote the book before he knew what the end would be. But Bible scholars have gotten greater certainty about these final years of Paul's life from reading his letters and other external literature to the Bible. But some of the church traditions are probably not all that trustworthy, such as the tradition that he went to Spain after he was released from Roman imprisonment. The really questionable tradition is that he sailed to America and founded Paul's Cove in Florida. The biggest problem with that tradition is, well, I just made it up. But some would consider the tradition that he went to Spain equally questionable, while others believe that it's true. I'm going to just leave that one alone, because I don't have a clue. But we can be relatively certain that Paul died about the year 68, approximately the time that Jerusalem was destroyed, or at least beginning to be destroyed. He died a martyr's death after he was captured by Roman soldiers and taken to Rome for imprisonment. He was not under house arrest this time, so he was in some pretty difficult conditions. And he knew that death would be the outcome, and it was. I won't give you the gruesome details. But for the previous five years or so, Paul had been on his fourth missionary journey, which followed his release from house arrest. That was where the book of Acts ended. He was in the area of the Aegean Sea, perhaps founding churches and no doubt strengthening existing believers. He was also writing his final letters. What letters were those? Without much question, they were Titus and First and Second Timothy. His last letter was probably 2 Timothy. But it is possible that there were other letters, but that they were lost forever. 
Even if they were found, they would not be considered part of the Bible for a number of reasons that I won't discuss here. I think this podcast is already long enough. First and Second Timothy are beautiful letters that reflect the beautiful life of Paul and his life lived for Jesus. They are letters to Timothy, a leader of the churches of that area. Titus is written to the leader of a church on the island of Crete, which is south of the Aegean Sea between modern Turkey and Greece. Paul was the overseer of all the churches in Crete. There is a legend that some prison inmates helped lay a sidewalk there. They called it Concrete. Sorry. One last detail, it's possible that because of Paul's physical condition, Luke may have helped Paul write his final letters. Greek scholars state that it is extremely well-written Greek, similar to the books of Acts and Luke. This is Brother Don.